0: So what's it going on at Shade Palace I'm Sid
1: and I'm Anthony
0: and we are talking to you about Jersey Shore season 1 episode 6 Boardwalk Blowups um I think there's a fight on the boardwalk <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay uh, yeah I'm- so they're they're back in the kitchen Oh this is after the fight when Snooki yeah. gets punched in the face, is that that?
0: Yeah. And it's like that sort of fight rehash. It really takes me back to my like youth and drinking days when, um, you know, something, there's some sort of fight or something happens. And then you just are up all night rehashing the drama. Um, and then we're seeing Vinny steal the boss's girl at the club. So that was yeah the thing that happened.
1: What an interesting tidbit. The, um, then... the clear, obviously, like, written, planted thing, but funny nonetheless.
0: Mm. Yeah, one of the things I've noticed in this recap is all the girls have square-tipped nails, so they have, like, the acrylic nails that are kind of the square tip, which is so not in style now, <laughs> so it just looks really funny. Um, Kind of like when you see someone with like a square tip French manicure and you're like, oh, I haven't seen those since the 90s. Good for you.
1: Ronnie's nipple piercing is stealing the show.
0: I feel like I forget that he has that. And then every, every time, time I, time say I it. see it. Yeah, it's like the first time.
1: <laughs> like the first time all over again.
0: Um. So I'm behind on Jersey Shore family vacation. I think I'm like one season behind on like the new rebooted Jersey Shore stuff. Um, But I guess Ron is off the show and Sam is coming back. So she's been posting on Instagram in her stories that she's filming now that ron is gone so i i am gonna have to get caught up on the new ones because that's wild yeah
1: i i can't get to those until i finish the sh- original show i don't think i think i need to actually no. go through and watch the whole show and then get into family vacation because there's probably a lot of lore that's probably hidden in those gaps
0: yeah well because basically all they do on the new ones is rehash old drama Um, so they're doing their gym tan laundry thing. This is the first time we as the viewer see the daily routine of, um, gym tan laundry. Did my fucking laptop pause? Sorry. You guys, listeners, I'm just having technical issues. Um, but, um, so they're gym tanning and laundering and they say they do that every day. How do you have enough, um, laundry, laundry that you have to do laundry every day? That's
1: what I was going to say.
0: Yeah, and it looks like they even pay to um get it done, because, like, the situations was in those plastic bags that, like, when you pay by the pound to have your laundry done, you just go pick it up, and it's, like...
1: Yeah, the wash fold and it.
0: fold. Yeah, in a trash bag. Um oh shit, Vinny goes into work and he's like, I'm going to get evicted, whatever. So he has to talk to Danny about the drama.
1: Danny's got skinny little arms. Danny? Yeah. It might just be next to a (coughs) ripped guido that puts it into context.
0: I think that's what it is, is next to... Um, and it's, God, your arms have to be really skinny for them to look skinny next to Vinny, who is the least (laughs) buff of the guidos. Like, everyone's going to look like they have skinny arms next to Ron, but like, yeah, next to Vinny, that's funny.
1: Vinny talking Uh. with Mike's sister.
0: Oh, shit. I think you're a couple seconds ahead of me. So, she, cause she's calling the house for Mike, right? And then Vinny ends up having this phone conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Um, They kind of have a little phone man. It, it's so wild to think of the time. This is me being like an old lady, but like, you would have a friend who like moved from like a different city who had like a friend back home and you would like three-way call and develop like a crush on like your friend's friend from back home or like your friend's brother or whatever because there wasn't like Tinder you couldn't just cruise for trim online so like (laughs) like I remember I had like a little phone flirt relationship with my friend's little brother just from calling the house and talking to him it's so weird
1: I had the same thing in early Facebook like early Facebook friends of friends was like, there was specific, like, I remember having, like, almost these virtual relationships where I never met this other person. They did exist, they were real. Like, it turned into texts and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, full blown.
0: I was going to say that it was very, like, sorry, I, like, walked away from my microphone to grab cough drops. Um, I, very professional podcaster. Um, that was very, that's, like, very Manti-Teo, where it's, like, remember he, like, (laughs) that girl who catfished him or whatever, like, he thought it was a friend of a friend, and a bunch of his friends followed her, so, like, he thought she was real, because they all thought she was real, even though it turned out no one had ever met her.
1: That whole story, like, when that documentary came out, like, that did so much for that story, because I just assumed he was, like a closeted gay football player. Like, that's yeah. where it left off at, was just like, yeah, all right. I don't I don't really care what you do, but, like, I don't know how catfished you, you were. But no, he was, f- like, completely duped. Swindled.
0: I think the thing that wasn't really mentioned in the documentary, it was, like, alluded to, was that this was his quote-unquote girlfriend that he had a relationship with. But he wasn't monogamous to her. So like he was dating girls around campus too and stuff. He like talked to this girl every day and felt they had a connection. But it's not like he wasn't dating other girls.
1: Oh, and okay. so
0: but that wasn't that's not a good part of the story. So like when she died and it was like, Oh, his girlfriend died, um, you can't say, Well, yeah, this girl that he had affection for <laughs> died, but he was, you know, catting around town.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it kinda undermines it, the uh the
0: the narrative.
1: Yeah, like the, the damaged artist sort of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it's also like, nah, he was cruising for puss. He, he was getting puss yeah. on the rig, but this this special puss, he was this, devastated. But this
0: was yeah, this was a puss that he uh taught he actually cared about her, like he talked to her. Um, so the situation's sister shows up and, um, Vinny's like, oh, fuck. Like she's cute, but also she looks just like Mike.
1: I don't know um, how much she, like Mike she actually looks. I think it might be a little
0: overboard. She
1: kind of looks like Mike, but like not. I was literally expecting like, like Mike in a wig. And I think that's what Vinny said, but
0: it's pretty close. She's got that Popeye face that he has. <laughs> well, I think
1: this is maybe just me hedging on the fact that I think she's pretty cute, which is like she's maybe really I think cute. the situ- maybe I think the situation is a little cutie pie too.
0: Yeah, like who knew? I mean, also like his personality aside, I do think he's good looking and I don't feel like good saying that out loud. I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> but personality aside, I do think he's good looking. Um, and his sister's really good looking, but she, it's like the nose and the chin are like, are dead. Oh, they up.
1: are. God, you pointed it out from the, from the mm-hmm. tip of the nose down. It's, yep. it's the situation's mouth. Yep. Oh,
0: s- thanks for, yeah, it, thanks for that. I hope she's not a recurring it. character. I don't think she is. Um, so Vinny gets a little drunk, and then he's back to liking her. I mean, she is really fucking cute, but the fact that she looks so much like her brother, it throws it into like an uncanny valley situation uh-huh. where you're just like, oh, my boner's confused.
1: <laughs> Don't look at me.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Snooky's hitting on some dude, trying to get him to come back to the house. <sighs> Uh Ron's taking Sam home and it looks like she's gonna puke in the back of the uh cab.
1: Yeah, she's like spun around facing the wrong way. Did you see yeah. Vinny's hat at the club, by the way?
0: What it's was terrible. He wearing?
1: He's wearing a fedora tipped oh. like like Neo style.
0: Oh. Like, on the side. I hate that. Uh-huh. Um I love that, like, Sam is, like, throwing insults at Ron, calling him a stumpy bastard and stuff. And then he's like, like, you have room to talk. You have Flintstone feet. And then she, like, melts down and is like, how dare you? That's, like, personal. How dare you? Like, that hurts my feelings. That's, like, personal. Um, and it's like, you literally were just calling him, like, a stumpy bastard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this this fully blows up into, like, is this the... F- no, this isn't the first fight we see from them, right? This is, like, fight number two in, like, three episodes since they got together.
0: I can't remember because it's kind of blurring together. I watched ahead, so it's, like, blurring together episodes that I've seen but we haven't talked about yet and the ones mm. that we have. Um, I just feel yeah, like they Sam, like, fought before it. this, though. I think so. Yeah. I like, too, that he tells her she has Flintstone feet, and she's like, don't talk to me ever again. (laughs) And, like, obviously she's just wasted and being dramatic, but, like, it's a lot. Oh, and then there's the big boardwalk fight later.
1: There's a bunch of randoms in in this little bus. They've got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not recognizing a few of them.
0: It's like a clown car. They like have a lot of Guidos packed into yes. this fucking. They a probably of because car noir of t- in that. <laughs> yeah, like all the tanning oil. Like it helps grease them so you can fit more Guidos in the in the bus.
1: Yeah, <laughs> packed in like Vienna sausages.
0: Oh my God! Oh, so Snooky's guy got out. He, like, didn't, he, like, on the way back to the house, he had them stop, and he got out of the cab.
1: I know, Mike was Um, like, who wants to go get more, more puss? Who wants some, some pussy? And he was like, me, and then left.
0: Is that really what just happened? Uh Uh-huh. Holy shit. That's insulting.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Poor Snookers. Uh, So, Ron and Sam are fighting, and Ron's like, well... They better fire up the grill.
1: (laughs) Polly's wearing a really sparkly shirt.
0: Yeah, at first I thought he had, like, really long chains in the front, but it turned out... I thought so, too. It's one chain, like, rosary, and the rest is just bedazzled. He has, like, a happy trail bedazzled on his Affliction shirt.
1: Shirts from that era just don't look comfortable. It looks like there'd be okay. like a whole bunch of like rivets. Like you would take your your shirt off and just have all these impressions on your body from where there was like rhinestones and studs.
0: That's true. The shirts of this era, like they were all really soft because it's when they started making that um like hybrid cotton, like the 50-50, like the classic American apparel shirts from like the late nineties, early two thousands. So they were like Half cotton, half, what was the other half? Like it was like a polyester or something, but they were really thin, like lightweight jersey knit. And so they were really popular because it was a new type of fabric then. But then it's like you have this kind of soft fabric and then you add 8 million bedazzles onto it. <laughs> so you're going to feel them all through the fabric.
1: Yeah, Ron's is way worse. That is more. Can you wash that? Can you just wash something? Bedazz- Maybe that's why they got to do laundry every day is because their shirts can't go in the normal washing machine.
0: Yeah, are they getting them dry cleaned or do you hang dry them?
1: Well, it's, it's I, bush couture, I, of course. that's
0: I th- is it, I th- Does it say bush or does it say rush?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Too many bedazzles, I can't tell.
0: I, yeah, I can't. Honestly, his shirt is like a disco ball. It's very distracting to the eye um okay so the situation is back at the club with oh and he meets a girl that he brought home before oh and she had that blonde friend
1: Mm
0: -hmm. oh that blonde girl's like the villain of this season
1: yeah she comes back in this episode right it's it's her later
0: who shows up she show up and she's like Come on! Like, she's always trying to... Whoever's trying to fuck the situation, she's like, we gotta get you out of (laughs) here.
1: I'm gonna save you from this douchebag.
0: Did he just say, come back to my place, we have pizza? Yep. Good for him. That could be a good allure. Back when I used to drink, like, I would booty call guys on the way home from the bar, like, the way home from playing a show with my band, and I'd be like, I'll meet you at my place, but you have to, like, bring a burrito or a sandwich. Like, <laughs> like I would just, like, have dudes. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you can come over. We're going to smash, but, like, you got to bring me something to eat. Because like, when you're We're, we're going to
1: smash. Just... I'm going to smash that burrito directly down I'm my s- throat.
0: Yeah, I'm going to swallow that burrito... Like a fucking snake. And then if I'm still hungry, I'll go ahead and choke on that dick. But burrito (laughs) first, buddy-o. But when you're drunk, it's like, it's just like your primal needs: like, it's like sex, food, water, sleep, comfort. Like, that's why you start taking off your shoes that hurt. Obviously, Ronnie's not drunk, otherwise, he would have taken off this uncomfortable, bedazzled shirt. Oh, Vinny's hat is awful. Oh, yep. he did. Look, he did.
1: Yep. he did take it off right on cue.
0: Oh, oh my God. I, I made it happen. Did a naked girl just walk by?
1: I thought a I pamper. saw a naked girl walk by, too, but I don't know.
0: Maybe it was like a lady in a bathing suit. See,
1: I'm losing my I'm losing my touch. I'm losing my my eagle eye for that stuff. You just spot one from across a football field.
0: Well, it like it's like she passed by like almost like um like a specter like it was like the like spectral ghost photography like, it was, like <laughs> it was... was that a naked lady or was that um a spirit?
1: Yeah, it was like that. Uh, it was that video that went viral where it's like like a whole bunch of dudes passing a basketball around and like a bear dances in the middle of it and it's like did you even <laughs> notice the bear? And that's basically what it was. I was trying to count the bedazzles on Ronnie's shirt <laughs> and, and and calculate the <laughs> tilt of of Vinny's fedora and I just missed a completely naked guidette walking.
0: Yeah, that is that tilted fedora. Um, so Sam has calmed down and she wants to talk to Snooki and Mike's sister. A rare moment where we see Sam being social. She's also holding a piece of weave, It's just like her little like emotional support animal, but it's a wad of weave. Oh, this is going to be the first time that they get in a fight and Ronnie storms off and goes back to the club. He's always like every time him and Sam fight, he's like, I'm out of here. And he like rages off and then they cut to him like doing his weird Ronnie dance at a (laughs) club.
1: Like, don't talk to me, Sam. I just need to dance.
0: Yeah, Ronnie's just Ronnie. She's like, I'm not gonna... I'm not... What am I doing? Fighting? Oh, no, he said, what am I doing by being at the club? Oh, so he was a good boy. He got to the club and he came home. This is not how it normally works out for him. Like, later on in the seasons, he's just like out dancing all night. (laughs) Fuck you, Sam. (laughs) I'm gonna do my weird short guy moves. Um... God, it's so true. Listen, I don't do unhealthy relationships anymore. um, But I gotta admit, there's something to be said for that sort of intense drama of unhealthy, toxic relationships. Mm I mean, you definitely feel alive, and the sex is definitely way better.
1: You, there's just the unpredictability of it, which I didn't realize uh-huh. I kind of just kind of need in my everyday. Life. When my life gets too mundane and gets boring, I get reckless, like personally reckless. Yeah. And then if you're in a toxic relationship, it's just the full-time recklessness. that allows the rest of my life to be very copacetic.
0: That's honestly like, so it's like an outlet. logical. It, it, it really is. Cause I, since I like quit drinking and like, don't do unhealthy relationships, like it's, it's almost like every couple years, I just want to blow up my life. Like I just want to quit my job end my relationship, break my lease. Like I just like get real destructive versus like, um, like listen, last year or a little over a year ago, I was living with my ex-boyfriend, which is like a weird situation, right? My life was never better. I was working out all the time. Like everything was going really, really well. Because I had just one element of unhealthiness in my life, that it, I, everything else was zipped together. Um, but yeah, and there's there's nothing more than that like drama of like thinking like I hate you, I love you, I hate you, and then when you have sex, there's like this intense desperation. It's very hot. Um, if someone was like kind and respectful and loving to you, the sex just isn't that good. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs>
1: I'm going to say it's great in case mm. someone's listening. It's amazing. Yeah. It's my favorite and I oh, mean that. My... And I'm going to have to answer for this later, but
0: Listen, I I love looking into my lover's eyes and and saying I love you in the midst of the act of coitus and um, you know, orgasming at the same time because our bodies are so in sync with each other. It's really beautiful, but also but also have Have you you ever ever looked someone that you hate
1: in the eyes and then done it to spite them
0: have you ever fucked someone that you think might want to cheat on you that you're worried about so then you put on the performance of your fucking life and you are just like fucking like a porn star you are doing weird shit you are unhinged yeah you're upside down yeah.
1: Your wetware hang- should be dry.
0: <laughs> You're hanging from the ceiling upside down like a bat. They're chewing up food and spitting it in your mouth while you squirt upwards like a water fountain. I mean we've all been there. Oh just me? Okay. Didn't know <laughs> it's like,
1: uh, Jersey Jersey Shore is uh still on the um uh, the fight, and then I'll get to it later. It looks like they're fighting on like a hockey rink. It looks like they're flight they're fighting on a sheet of of ice.
0: The way they are like sliding around. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the world's slipperiest fight.
0: Yeah, like is it it doesn't look like it's been raining so that boardwalk wouldn't be slippery. Um I guess they're definitely not wearing skate shoes cuz there's no grip.
1: But if it's that slippery shoes. all the time, then it's just a liability.
0: Yeah. It's very, it's very puzzling. Is this all a preview of what's coming up next or is this happening in real time? I
1: think this is happening in real time. I thought it was a preview too. Um, Okay. So that's the yellow, the girl in the yellow shirt is the one from before who was the original grenade.
0: Yeah. And then she brought her friend.
1: Like released her image. Like, she released her her face to be used, just like the dude who punched Snooki in the face.
0: Yeah, very weird. And then this girl, who's a little bit heavier, um, is fighting because, like, they called Snooki a name or whatever. Or Snooki asked him to leave. I think what happened was, like, there was a separate set of girls, and so they were like, Hey, Snooki, can you get these girls out of here because we've got better girls. So Snooki comes down, and she's like, Yeah, you got to leave. And they're like, fuck you, bitch. This isn't your house. Whatever. And then their one friend who's a little bit heavier, like her pants are coming off, like her shirt's rolling up. The cops are here. This cop's like eight feet feet tall. He's a tall guy. They arrested the.
1: They arrested one of them.
0: Oh yeah, they did arrest one of them, this brunette. Was that the one that Mike brought home or a different broad?
1: That was the the original one.
0: From Oh yeah, from the club.
1: From the club. So
0: yeah. Yeah, so he was like it's a girl that he brought home before, he brought her back, then her friend tried to make her leave. I can't even make sense of it and I'm sober. God. <laughs> And Snooki's like, well, I fought these guys for my roommate who's a dick. So what was I doing? And I was like, well, you kind of volunteered to ask him to leave. And she wasn't, like, tactful about it. (laughs) Like, she wasn't like, hey, the guys aren't feeling good. We're going to turn in for the night. You got to go. She, like, just kind of stomped down there, all four foot two of her,
1: Mm -hmm. and was like, like, you got to leave, leave, bitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There was not a lot of tact.
1: Who's this girl in the... in the orange shirt. She just keeps walking um, through the frame. Same same thing. Oh, that's that, just that this must ghost. be
0: ghost. That must be the girl that we thought was naked, because she's wearing a flesh-toned shirt.
1: Again, she's just been allowed to exist on <laughs> she's had more screen time than like Polly this episode.
0: Yeah, they have not told us who she is. Maybe she didn't release her image. Because they have not like shown her or explained her at all. <laughs>
1: They do a really good job. I'm always so impressed on these multi-camera reality shows that they don't get a cameraman in the back of any of these shots. I am
0: that always impressed. Um, oh, and Snooki and Mike fought, and then he was comforting her and making... Honestly, Snooki and Mike would probably make a really good couple. I know they've hooked up at some point, like, I think after this season or whatever, but, like... I I kind of feel like they have a vibe. Yeah,
1: you know, there hasn't been as much cross contamination this season. All in all, quite yet. It's mm-hmm. been it's been well, Sammy and Ron and then Polly and uh Jenny. Jenny. That's and it Snoopy- right now.
0: Well, didn't Snooki get in the hot tub naked that first night with Mike and try to make out with him? And then, has Ryder come to visit yet? Didn't her and Ryder do, like, a three-way kiss thing with Mike?
1: Oh, they might have, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. It's yeah. only six episodes in, and you're like, I can count eight different, yeah. <laughs> different scenarios.
0: It's hard to keep up, though, because, like, it just all happens so fast, and then the next episode, it's, like, something new.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Vinny's family comes to visit, and there's so many of them. He's got, like, his mom, his cousins, his nieces, his nephew, and, like, the mom has a trunk full of Um. Italian food that she prepared. Oh, fuck. The mom kind of reminds me of the um, mom from Requiem for a Dream. Like, Hmm. Vinny's mom always seems a little bit uh, medicated. Like, she just, like, (laughs) walks around muttering to herself and making, like, pasta.
1: Yeah. Preparing uh, antipasts.
0: Yeah. She's like, I got the broccoli Rob. I got the lasagna. I got the chicken cutlets. Are you hungry? Are you hu- Eat more. And they're like, my, yeah. I ate. And then she's just like, okay. And like an hour later, she forgets she fed everyone dinner, so she makes a whole other meal. Mm-hmm. Like she's just a little, um, I don't know what med I would say she's on. Maybe like a zanny.
1: Yeah, she might be just frozen out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's just, just medicated just and zoned. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Snooky says it reminds her of like her mom where she never sits down. she's just always serving everyone and being like, do you need anything? do you need anything? Well, this is why these men like they they can't respect women because like no woman is ever gonna live up to how their mom was. You know what I mean well,
1: the, like, mom- uh, every Italian man is first and only true love is their own mom. I think that's yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the really common thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, like, no modern woman is going to dote on a man this way. You know what I mean? And, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to sit down. I'm just cooking and preparing for you and I'm washing and I'm cleaning and I'm, you know... Oh, yeah, she... mom's cleaning the whole house.
1: And then she just She's leaves. She's scrubbing
0: the fridge.
1: She she finishes uh, finishes the task and goes home.
0: Oh, my God. I have a friend who... He's from Mexico. And when... He moved up here for college. His parents are only, like, four, four and a half hours south of here. Um, And his mom, for years, would drive up every Sunday to do meal prep. Like, she would be, like, she'd cook him meals and prep his meals for the week and do his laundry and clean his kitchen. And he was, like, self-sufficient. Like, he's like, I do my own laundry like whatever and his mom would be like you did your laundry you knew I was coming I would have done it I'm like she's just driving four hours to come take care of someone else's whole life and then driving home that same day is incredible
1: I was doing my own laundry at like seven I my mom bought a stool so I could stand on it and reach into the laundry machine
0: That's kind of how I was raised, too, where it was like, because, like, your mom worked, right? So, like, she didn't have time to be doing all your shit for you. You got hands.
1: Uh, She didn't work. She had plenty of time.
0: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't a latchkey kid.
1: That would have been so cool. I was so jealous of latchkey kids that would just be able to, like, go home and watch video games and eat ice cream and watch porn. Like, couldn't do that. That was not me.
0: Do you think that Latchkey is kind of like the after hours club for elementary school kids? Like everyone else has to go home at last call, which is the end of the school day. But like the Latchkey kids get to hang out for two more hours doing like crafts. (laughs) Like it's an after hours club for kids.
1: I was pretty jealous of the kids that got to stick around when I was way younger. And then I was like, oh, it's because they're their parents are out and not mm-hmm. there to love and pick them up and show them affection and cook them dinner. That's why they're still at the school at 6 PM
0: at 6 PM. But to be fair, like latchkey did kind of slap cause they would like, they kept you busy. It wasn't like, uh, yeah, just like read or do your homework. They'd be like, okay. Like they'd, for me at my school, it was like they'd the cafeteria was open and it'd be like, okay, if you want to do this craft, you go sit over there. If you want to do this project, you go sit over here. If you want to watch this movie, you go sit over there. Like, so it was kind of cool because you're like, yeah, otherwise I'd just like be at home with my video games or whatever, which is also cool. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then uh, then we would get home from there and there still was no one home. so. <laughs> Still got a little alone time. Um so they're hanging out at some bar that's probably called like Clam Diggers.
1: Oh, close. And- Beachcomber. Beachcomber. Oh, really? Clam Digger very close. <laughs>
0: um and surprise surprise Ron and Sam are like separate from everybody else. And there's, like, a guy annoying them, and, like, Polly and Mike decide to leave so they can go call girls. Like, he just, like, goes home and, like, goes through his stack of post-it notes with, like, phone numbers.
1: There's an iron. There's just an iron on the table next to the yeah, duck phone. Yeah, that's
0: weird. It's, like, a beanbag, an end table, a duck phone, and an iron. Like, were you laying your jeans out on the fucking bean bag to iron them? Um. Okay, so Ron and Sam leave sandhoppers. What's it called? Beachcombers. (laughs) Yeah, beachcomber. I like sandhopper. (laughs) Sandhopper. I have a memory of a goldfish, and like they're they're walking home on the boardwalk, and some guy is, like, harassing them and, like, where you from, Manhattan, Brooklyn? And they're, like, ignore him, ignore him. But, like, Sam kind of eggs him on a little bit. So Ron's, like, trying to get her to ignore the guy. And Sam's, like, talking shit to the guy's girl about how, like, her purse is fake or something. Um... But, yeah, I feel like everyone should have been better in this situation.
1: It is kind of funny watching uh, Ronnie walk down the street with no black eye and him getting interviewed with a black eye.
0: With a black eye. (laughs) Like, ah, foreshadowing. What Yeah. So then Sam is, like, making the situation worse, and Ron pushes her away from him. And... It's not a good look for Ron, right, to, like, shove a woman. Um, But also, Sam is being kind of a cunt, to be honest. Like, because Sam's doing the thing where she's egging someone into fight, basically meaning she's putting her boyfriend into a fight.
1: Yeah. Um, you decided to pick a fight. Now I have to be involved in a fight.
0: Yeah. She's writing a check that her boyfriend has to catch cash. Mm-hmm. Like it's not good. Um, and the girl is getting between them. Ronnie Sam is a little is short to... king. Yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, a, what did, he's she... a what did Sam call him? Stumpy. Stumpy. Yeah.
1: He's definitely stumpy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, the thing about it, too, is his legs are a little bit too short proportionally for his torso. And I find that to be troublesome. Maybe if he wore a different, like, if he wore a higher-waisted jean and was a little bit less buff, it wouldn't look that way. But the way, like, he's built and the way his jeans sit, it makes it look like his legs are kind of shorter than his torso.
1: Yeah, it looks kind of square, like, in general. Mm-hmm. He's He's got a very... Low and wide dimension.
0: Yeah, he's. It's like um, a Triscuit with like toothpicks coming out of it for legs. Yeah. Toothpicks for the legs and then maybe like a pretzel stick for the arms. And a pimento for the head, like a little pimento olive. Yeah. All <laughs> <like it. laughs> What, by the way, you one just... of my favorite things to do at the bar, if you can imagine, is to make, like, little models of things or people out of stuff around the bar. <laughs> so, like, I made my dog out of a paper cup and four straws and then, like, another straw to hold up a little um, ranch container for the head. And I go, this is pretty much proportionally what my dog is like. Um and Ronnie would be a trisket with two toothpicks, two pretzel sticks, and a little green olive. Um, so did the cops come, or was it other people on the boardwalk that busted up this fight?
1: I guess cops came and the guys put on their their Jordans and ran down the street. but
0: oh yeah, because who ran back to the house and said, there's a fight, your roommate's getting into a fight. Because someone ran back to the house to tell him, or they called it the was...
1: house. Oh, yeah, someone called. I think Sam called the house. Um,
0: mm. Yeah, that's like that was
1: full blown assault. Like, I always forget that, like, fights and stuff are like actual crimes now. Yeah. Like, any fight you have before you're 18 is like boys being boys. And then after you're 18, it's like, oh, yeah, someone could press charges.
0: Yeah, and people who live kind of this drinking, rumbling lifestyle don't realize how dangerous it can be. Like, bar fights can be really dangerous. Um, when I lived in New York, my co-worker... I worked in an Irish pub. My co-worker was Irish. Her boyfriend was Irish. And I'm not stereotyping, but they do like to drink and rumble. Um, but... They got in a bar fight, and he got punched in the side of the head. And um, he was in a coma for, like, a month, and then he died. Like, all from, like, just a stupid bar fight of people drunk, like, mouthing off to each other. He died. Like, and so people don't think about it when they're just, like, drunk rumbling. I remember on a, on a one of the seasons of The Real World, one of the cast members got in a bar fight... And then he ended up having to have like serious reconstructive surgery in his face because it crushed his zygomatic arch, which is kind of like the cheekbone that goes around the eye socket, I think. So, like, I don't know. Bar fights are serious. These guys kinda have
1: like a lot a couple of them of too. Eight-year-old
0: slap fighting. What?
1: Yeah, and these guys have a lot of them too. Like,
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: been two, three, and we're on episode six.
0: Yeah. God and Ronnie. Ronnie now is so mad. He's back at the house. He just flipped a table on the roof. <clears throat> Sam just walk in and go up to her room.
1: Yeah, this storyline's already Miley's favorite.
0: God.
1: And I don't think yeah. it's going anywhere anytime soon. The Ron mm-hmm. and Sam thing. Cut the cut the whole thing. I don't. It's not adding yeah. anything.
0: No, and it kind of becomes the Ron and Sam show. Yeah, she's like, when I get back to the house, I don't want anything to do with him. Like, she's so mad at him because he shoved her, saying nothing of the fact that she egged him into this. She started shit with other people and made this fight happen. But oh, like, Snooky's like, I...
1: got his ass kicked.
0: Yeah, he's like, I understand where Sam's coming from. You never push a girl. You never push a girl. Um, but like, she's like
1: as someone who just got punched in the face, I would, <laughs> I would know.
0: Yeah. God. So, yeah, it's one of those things. One of my favorite Reddit form is, am I the asshole? And people, you know, write out scenarios and, like, you know, am I the asshole in this case or someone else the asshole? And sometimes people respond, ESH, everyone sucks here. And like the Ron and Sam show is really like they just both suck. Like everyone sucks here. Um, Because they're you don't really have to you don't have to pick
1: a side. Like no one's Uh -uh. asking you to pick a side. You can just not like the whole, whole storyline.
0: Yeah, and they say so. Like on a serious note, um, uh, like psychologists say, in domestic violence situations. They use the phrase no perfect victim. So like, for instance, controversial in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp scenario, people, you know, when it came out, like she also did bad things in the relationship. They were like, well, she's not a victim because she did X, Y and Z. But they um, psychologists who deal with domestic violence refer to it as a primary victim and a primary abuser meaning that one person who they are primarily the abuser, it does not mean that they are not somewhat abused by the other person. And the other person is the primary victim. That's not to say that they didn't do anything wrong, you know, because no one is perfect. You don't have like a perfect victim. And oftentimes people who are abused, like it's, It makes them crazy, and they will do crazy things back to their partner. So I do think, like, having watched all this series and, like, followed the Ron and Sam stuff, like, Ron is the worst party. Ron would be considered the primary abuser. And over time, we see him do some really fucked up shit to Sam that, like, no one calls him out on, really. Um, But it's not that they say that Sam's, like, a perfect person or not a cunt or doesn't. Contribute to the ramping up of the fights, but I would think, I would say overall, Ron is much worse than Sam.
1: Well, I think that, like, even just terminology or mindset, like, it almost sounds like it's like taking credit away from the victim, but in a way, it almost yeah. like excuses a lot of natural behavior that might happen in that scenario. So, like, I don't yeah. know, I'm, I was formerly unfamiliar with that sort of. I guess, perspective, but I think it's a lot easier than trying to, like, have a Virgin Mary-type victim all the time.
0: Yeah, well, and there are things, like, in my 20s, I was in an abusive relationship, and there are things that I, like, did in that relationship that, like, looking back on, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I was crazy. Like, I think being in this situation, it's, it's so, like, abusive relationships are so weird. It's the typical, like um the lobster in the pot and slowly turning the heat up like you aren't dropped into boiling water it slowly all of a sudden is boiling you alive so you don't it inches up on you but like in return have being in a maddening situation like i did stuff like there was a time where i like took everything he'd ever given me i smashed it with a hammer put it in a shoebox wrote a long rambling note And then stuck it to the top of the box with a knife and left it on his front porch. And, like, that's crazy. Like, that is a crazy person thing to do. Like, I literally cannot believe the person I am today did that. But also, like, I was, like, I think being driven mad by the situation that it turned me into a person. That, like, acted crazy. And so when someone's perpetually victimized, they might engage in behavior that is crazy or seemingly, you know, bad or inappropriate as a way to take back power. You know, perhaps in the case of Amber Heard taking a shit on someone's side of the bed, which is, like, insane, right? (laughs) But, like, when you're dealing with, like, a severe addict alcoholic abuser like and you feel so powerless maybe the only recourse you have to assert yourself is to take a dump on their pillow um so I don't know it's it's very interesting um but I think at the time that this show aired like we didn't know as much publicly about domestic violence like we thought it was like yeah some guys hit their wives and like we didn't understand as much like this sort of and I still think like most people don't have as much of an understanding of uh, abusive relationships, but more so now. I think, say what you will about culture, but like I think that young people are more emotionally intelligent than like I was at twenty. Like twenty year olds now, I think are more emotionally aware. We live in a very like therapy society, and so what was I rambling about? Sorry, I'm like eating CBD cough drops and might be uh, drifting into a zone. But um, so when the show first aired. I think a lot of the stuff that Ron does we didn't realize was domestic violence. It's only looking at it with like a 2023 20, lens that we're like, "Oh shit. Ron Ron's an abuser."
1: Yeah, there's a lot of the stuff in in a lot of these shows where like even just more than just like, I guess whatever, maybe words that have gone out of style, but like mm-hmm. just like what people are comfortable even showing on television like i am not one of those people that think we're any better or smarter than we were 30 years ago i just think we're expressing the same level of maybe discontent and hatred for each other just uh-huh. in nuanced ways, ways instead of <laughs> instead of being like like all these beeps like you're just like yeah. finding ways to like Throw this the same type of shade just without like getting canceled or whatever. So yeah. it is just interesting watching the stuff now where it's like you actually like the dude from the other bar. Like you hit you hit a woman in the face on TV. Like yeah. maybe you like to hit women. Maybe that's really like what works for you. But uh, <laughs> you people these days just aren't like putting it on on like are broadcasting it for everyone.
0: Yeah, kind of like how the girls on this show like they will call like they called the girl they were fighting like a fat hippo like they do a lot more you know they call people retards and fat and like stuff that like we wouldn't use those terms now not that uh, you're and you i think you're right it's not that people are any less hateful or terrible to each other but it's just maybe in more nuanced ways than being like you fat retard
1: (laughs) which which still it's still which still slaps it still works.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it can't can't be said, but I'll be honest. I think that I think that many times a day.
0: Oh, every time I look in the mirror, that's all I think is fat retard. <laughs> but but there, was, just...
1: there was a lady who double parked. Like I'm on a very narrow street in L.A., and it it goes both like it's a two way street, but like it's wide. It's barely wide enough for two cars. And this Uber eats driver parked in front of my driveway, double parked in the road. And like waddled out to drop off, like, like blocked up everything for like five minutes. And as she was walking back to her car, as she was, she was waddling back to her vehicle. I, oh man, I almost just unleashed the, like the most fat phobic, uh, tirade you could have ever imagined.
0: Like, yeah, like like your brain was 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 going to be intense.
1: It went that far. I was seeing red.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny when someone does something you don't like, your brain just doesn't go, oh, that's an asshole move. It, like, throws in a pejorative about the person's appearance. <laughs> like, it can't just be this lady's a fucking idiot. Like, this lady parked inappropriately. It's like, this fat fucking cunt <laughs> whore bitch. Yep. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
1: It's immediately go to the, to the extreme and then have to like work myself off the ledge and be like, we can't, we can't say any of that.
0: <coughs> yeah. I, it's, it's crazy. Like sometimes my brain, I'm like, Whoa, you really, you did not. T- time do that so out, hard. man.
1: Time out.
0: Time out. <laughs> Way hard. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, All right, well, you want to do this again sometime?
1: Yeah, buddy.